listening to Wireframes, presented by the Application Developers Alliance. Hello, this is Jacob Goldstein from the Application Developers Alliance. As paid purchase apps fade from relevance, in-app purchases and advertising have become the dominant forms of app monetization, but there are other opportunities for developers to make money with their apps. Today we have two guests presenting alternate ways to monetize your app. First, Allison Palizzi of Qualia Media joins us to discuss how Qualia uses anonymized user data to help monetize apps. Hello, Allison. Thanks for coming on with us today. I was wondering if you'd tell us a little bit about how Qualia helps developers monetize their apps. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we purchase anonymous data from apps, and in return, we provide an incremental revenue stream. Qualia specializes in intent targeting, and we're always looking for quality data to help feed our targeting algorithm so we can match consumers up with the most relevant ad campaigns across the web. We don't require access to a real-time API, so the integration process is pretty simple, and that lets our partners focus on product while still generating some additional income to funnel back into the business. Uh, While there are some types of apps that would obviously create intent signals, things like e-commerce, do you have any examples of types of apps that could potentially produce this information that you might not expect to? Yeah, definitely. We're always looking for new and innovative signals that can help diversify our data set. Aside from the more obvious intent-focused apps, e-commerce, as you mentioned, price alert, wish list, shopping list, polling and rating apps. Other categories include entertainment, loyalty platforms, productivity apps, uh, to-do lists and goal trackers, how-to and DIY, different blogging platforms, general resource sites, real estate search engines, social networks, especially those that are focused on niche interests, and any app capturing location data. We also travel and finance and auto clients, so anything related to those verticals are a great fit as well. Right now, we're really just open to exploring all options since there's so much great data out there that we can leverage, and we work with companies developing APIs or SDKs that power these types of apps as well, so it's not just focused on uh, those consumer-facing products. Yeah, yeah. And and what are the most valuable types uh, of intent signals from from your perspective since there seem to be so many different different types of information that get plugged into this? What do you guys find to be the most valuable? For us, the strongest sign of intent is somebody adding an item to a list, which might be favoriting something or saving it, parting or something along those lines, depending on the functionality and design of the app. Um, downloading a coupon is great, performing a price comparison, and that can be on a product, it could be on electronic, it could be on a home, it could be on a vehicle if you're looking for a new car. Uh, setting a price alert when something goes on sale, that's very valuable. We like to think of intent signals along a scale that ranges from something more behavioral, like reading an article, uh, all the way up to a very clear action that says, I want this. And that's, you know, I think adding something to a list and whether it's a product someone wants to buy, a TV show they want to watch, a destination they want to visit, or an activity they want to do. We also collect past purchase history for attribution purposes. Okay. Um, so that's something that kind of struck me in, in your answers there was when you were talking about um, the behavioral versus the sort of the, the stronger intent signals. And I was wondering about when you mentioned sort of niche social networking and things like that, um, are there, there are certain types of apps like that where simply the, the presence of a user is a, is a strong signal and something that, that simply the fact that someone's using an app means that you can extrapolate, extrapolate from 
other things that they, they appear to be interested in about the, the sort of relationship between those two interests? Um, or am I, I kind of misinterpreting how this works? No, that's definitely a good point. Somebody just by nature of downloading a particular app and being active in this app shows us something about a person. Um, you know, you're downloading a health and fitness app or maybe you're downloading an app that relates to music. It shows us what you're interested in. And um, we definitely take that into account and we look for the users that are actually engaging with these apps, though, as opposed to just downloading it once and maybe not opening it again. So just just to, to help any developers who are might listening figure out if if this is a a route that they go with, what do you sort of look for when you're talking to a developer as an app that that might be a valuable partner for you? What are the sorts of things you want to know about, and the sorts of things that that make you think that this would be a valuable partnership? Yeah, we want to know what they're currently collecting, what they have the capabilities to collect, how it's categorized. Um, do they have an identifier for a user? Because we don't collect any personally identifiable information, we get that um, you know privacy is a big issue, and we're members of the IAB and certified on all of that. So we only target using anonymous identifiers, and uh, that's a piece of the puzzle that's pretty important. Um, but I think we're, you know, any app that thinks that they would be open to monetizing their data, uh, you know, should reach out because we're always, always looking to talk to companies and hear about what they're doing and see if we can work with them. All right. All right. Very cool. Now, when you say like a, an anonymized data, um, are you guys looking to, to establish sort of the, just sort of like what sorts of products are linked together and therefore you use the, the anonymized data because it's, um, it lets you see sort of the broader trends of what kinds of things a person might like if they like these other kinds of things, or um, is is that more about building like a like almost not a, not a demographic profile, but almost like a broader profile of of connecting like a, and looking at a user and saying you know could that could feed back into the app of of recommendations um, for ads? What's sort of the the bigger picture with this? Um, it's more about just seeing what a person is doing on all of their different devices in a way that's not going to creep anybody out. We're not doing product level retargeting. We're not, um, you know, trying to spam anyone with ads. We're just trying to help consumers receive more relevant advertising across the web and help our advertising clients find their target audience for a particular campaign. So we have pretty strong cross-device capabilities um, and using these anonymous identifiers like cookies and mobile device IDs help us to find somebody no matter what device or platform they're on uh, and, you know, serve them more relevant advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you talk about sort of anonymous identifiers, uh, is that... So do you guys track users across different apps to help you accomplish this, or is it uh, is it something that you, you accomplish just with the e-intent signals that you're getting from one developer? Uh, no, we combine the data that we get. So all of the inputs we're getting from all of our different data partners are combined and put together so that we can score people based on a number of different categories, um, and that helps us to match them up with the ad campaigns that they'd be most open to seeing. All right, cool, and and thank you for for taking a little bit of, of time to to explain the process to me. Um, I was wondering, sort of, if you had any advice you could give developers who might be thinking about um, monetizing this kind of intent data about uh, how they can best collect it, or what sorts of, of features they can add to their apps that are going to not only improve their app experience and make their users happier, but open them up to getting some more of this kind of information. What advice would you give them? 
I would just say the more data that you can capture, the better. Um, location data is a big part of it. So if you can turn that on without having it be too much of an issue for your users or on your end with the development, um, that's something that's always good. Any sort of functionality that you can add to an app that allows a user to save something, uh, whatever they're doing, um, that's really the strongest intent signals. And I think people like to keep track of things that they like. So I would say from a user experience perspective, that can be valuable. Um, and, you know, capture those device IDs if you can, because that's the way that we can serve media in an anonymous way. All right. Thank you for taking the time to explain it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time as well, Jacob. For part two of our discussion of alternate monetization methods, Leanne from Sending.io joins us to discuss how their email-based tools help developers monetize their apps. Hello, Lee. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about how Sending.io helps developers monetize their apps? Jacob, thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Sending.io is very unique uh, in that we're the first company uh, in the industry to use performance email marketing uh, to help uh, app developers to monetize their apps. So uh, email is a, is a, is a great uh, 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 channel for monetization and user engagement. And that's where Sending.io and our whole team, uh, we had over uh, 10 years of experience uh, in um, online marketing and email marketing. And that's the kind of the motivation that we uh, that uh, that we had in uh, starting Sitting.io about a year and a half ago uh, is that we had a lot of success with email marketing um, in helping in helping companies to monetize their their users. And and then about a year and a half ago, we started looking in the mobile space, and we realized that. Uh, you know, although some app developers are using email uh, primarily to uh, send newsletters and communicating with their users uh, uh, with uh, information, uh, but nobody's really uh, using email as the primary monetization uh, tool uh, to monetize their users. And therefore, we identify a great opportunity, uh, and that's why we came about and bring this uh, capability to, uh, to the mobile space. It seems like there are two possible use cases for sending .io's platform, monetizing already engaged users more effectively and helping to increase user engagement in under-engaged users. Which do you find is the application of the service that uh, tends to be used the most and the most effectively? I, I think uh, you're right on. I think we're doing both. Uh, in fact, let me just uh, step back a little bit and describe uh, what the product really does. Uh, so it, it is the so most uh, fundamental form, uh, what we're doing is that we're offering a uh, uh, a email-based loyalty, email loyalty rewards program. <clears throat> so the way it works is uh, uh, users sign up in the app to receive uh, daily uh, gifts of a free virtual currency that they can then consume in the app. So it could be gold coins, could be um, you know uh, diamonds, could be you know other type of virtual currency. So when they sign up, uh, uh, which they uh, they can do inside the app uh, simply by entering an email address, uh, what we do is you know we send them a confirmation uh, to double confirm the user, and then we send a daily email uh, with a, a predetermined uh, random selected gift uh, 
for that user. Uh, then when they click on that email, they receive the gift, but also they have access to other uh, very targeted advertising uh, that's really targeted for that user, and that's how we uh, were able to monetize. So it, it is a really, if you think of it this way, uh, it's a great way for users uh, uh, without spending any real money to be able to get some free virtual currencies that they, that, that they can use in their games or, or in their apps. Uh, so it's, it helps new users as well. Uh, some new users download the app or game. Um, you know, they, they, they're not ready to spend any money yet, but here's a way for them to get some virtual currency um, uh, and then they can uh, they, they can basically engage with, with the app uh, further. Uh, for already engaged users, I think this is a great way uh, because we're sending them an email every single day uh, with a free gift. So that just uh, is a tremendous way to uh, to continue to engage and re-engage the user. Uh, we're actually finding that uh, engagement rate goes up by about 15% uh, for the users who are sign up uh, with the email program versus uh, users who have not. So it's, uh, it's great for, for both new users and also for existing uh, users. Something that struck me in your explanation of the platform was that you give random gifts instead of um, curating what the users receive. Is there a particular reason that you guys do that? I think game is uh, it's definitely a, I will call it, uh, a low-hanging fruit. Uh, there are tons of free-to-playing games out there that's um, that has uh, basically relying on virtual currencies in app purchases. Uh, so this is a great way for them to engage their users and and to monetize those users uh, through this uh, this product. Uh, but uh, but it's not limited to games. There are other apps that uh, as long as they have some type of virtual currency that they can consume, uh, the user can consume, and that the user value. Uh, by virtual currency, I also mean it could be virtual uh, goods, right? It could be, you know, could be uh, content, could be other type of uh, uh, digital content that the, the users value. So, so in fact, uh, let me give you a couple of examples. You know, one of our uh, first customers is. Uh, 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 it's a chat app. They're actually one of the, I think, the top five uh, chat app in the U.S. Uh, uh, so they're a customer. Uh, they have a feature where uh, users can make free phone calls uh, using uh, a credit, using credit, in-game credit, in-app credits. So those credits can be purchased or can be earned. So that's a great example of uh, um, uh, of a non-game app that's using our product. In fact, uh, you know, we're crushing it in terms of engagement and uh, monetization for that particular app. I think they're, they're very happy. Uh, we just signed up another uh, big chat platform that has about 300 million uh, downloads. So that's another example of uh, uh, of a non-game app app platform that's uh, that could benefit from this product. The example of free calls is interesting because in most cases, apps that feature a virtual currency drive their monetization model with in-app purchases. Do you see this as an alternative to in-app purchases, or can this be something that complements them for a more effective overall monetization strategy? Right, right. So, so oh, that's a great, great question. Uh, there are certain games uh, or certain apps, they have a great in-app purchase uh, uh, system in place. Right? They, they just, uh, uh, so they don't really need any other monetization. I mean, they, they don't need to advertise. They don't need to derive revenue from advertising. 
so for for those apps, I think the monetization piece uh, is less important. In fact, it could be you know perhaps even be removed. Uh, from the uh, or hidden from the user, uh, but the engagement is still there. So we're talking about the 50 to 70 percent uh, click rate. Uh, that's still very, very powerful, and especially if your users are so valuable um, that uh, because of your powerful you know, purchase mechanism, uh, that kind of high engagement we find is tremendously valuable uh, to uh, to the app developer. So I, I, the only caveat I would say is that if this, you, you, if you have an app that doesn't have any virtual currency uh, or doesn't have anything that you want to, that you could offer uh, for free as a gift to the user, uh, I think that becomes a little challenging for us. Um, uh, but you know, lucky for us is you know the, the app economy is full of apps and games that that has some form of virtual currency or virtual goods. So I think that's a, uh, the, the the whole universe is pretty big. The brick and mortar analog of this program would seem to be a loyalty program. And one of the reasons that loyalty programs exist is to help businesses build a profile of what sorts of products their users do and don't like and, and what sorts of products a user who likes one thing might be uh, might tend to buy. Is that kind of information gathering for virtual products and services like apps a part of the setting.io platform? Yeah, you know, we're uh, it's actually uh, the, this aspect of the business is very, very important to us to sort of build up uh, an accurate profile and accurate uh, anal analytics about our user base. Uh, <clears throat> so first of all, uh, this is the, 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 our vision is we want to build up a, uh, a large database of the most active and engaged mobile app and game users uh, in, the, in, the, in the world uh, that we can access through email uh, and that we have a pretty detailed understanding of what are the sort of uh, preferences uh, those users have in terms of consuming apps and games. Uh, so obviously we, uh, so from the get-go, we know which app or game that they sign up from. Uh, and from there, based on uh, the click behavior and uh, the email behavior, uh, as well as how they engage and how they consume the different advertising um, uh, in the uh, sort of in their uh, engagement with the product, we're building up, up a profile of uh, just a very targeted and accurate profile of, of the preferences uh, for the user uh, in terms of their mobile app uh, uh, consumption. Lee, thanks for joining us and telling us more about the Sending.io platform. Jacob, thank you for having us on and uh, looking forward to, uh, to listening to the show. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Wireframes by the Apps Alliance to hear more insights from industry leaders.